Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Lawrence Taylor. I'm the pastor of Kenilworth Baptist Church, and this is Reflection on the Scripture. So I thank you for joining with us today, and I'd like to talk to you a bit about the church. Now, I think there is a general consensus that the church is just in a mess. You hear about horror stories, you read about these stories in the papers, you see it on the news, uh, some kind of tragedy or some travesty taking place in the church. And of course, people ask the question, why should we attend church with all the mess that's going on? I mean, we have pastors uh, who are having multiple affairs with women in the church, impregnating them. Uh, you have um, people stealing from the church, um, including uh, some clergy. I was uh, watching something on uh, YouTube. Somebody asked me to, to take a look at this, uh, where um, a young woman came forward and uh, said that she had an affair with the pastor. Uh, and, and the pastor admitted to it. Uh, or actually, it was the other way around. The pastor admitted that he had an affair with a young woman in the church because uh, this woman forced him to do so. But the pastor didn't even tell the whole story when he was telling it to the congregants. He just said, I had an affair. And people said, look, we forgive you. We understand. So the woman stood up and said, no, he's not telling you the whole story. He had this so-called affair with me when I was 14 years old. Uh, so he was the pastor engaged in this pedophilia. Uh, and he wouldn't even come forward to tell the truth about it. So when people see these kinds of stories, you got some pastor who's been in uh, the news um, constantly. Uh, they broke into his church. Uh, now he has some woman suing him and a whole bunch of other drama. Uh, and um, let, let's uh, even remember uh, back during the pearly gate controversy. Now, that's actually a term, pearly gate. You heard of Watergate. I was with the Richard Nixon administration. Uh, uh, you heard of Contragate. Uh, that was um, with the Ronald Reagan administration, uh, where both of these executives were involved in illegal activities. Well, there's Pearly Gate. Pearly Gate had to do with Jim Baker uh, and Jim Baker uh, taking funds from the organization that he was running and uh, actually raped a young lady. I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff. So, of course, when the outsider sees this, those who have no affinity with the church, they automatically conclude, why in the world would I go to a church? I mean, these people are totally dysfunctional. Uh, why, why would I go in and subject myself to that kind of drama? But let me suggest that turmoil in the church is nothing new. Since its very beginning, there was turmoil in the church. You take, for instance, the church at Corinth, the church established by the Apostle Paul. Well, if you look at uh, the First Corinthians letter that Paul 
road, you will see all kinds of turmoil. So, for instance, in chapters 1 through 4, there's division in the church. In chapter 5, there's a man who actually is was committing incest. Now, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> he was a, a, a member of the church committing incest with his mother, or may have been a stepmother. Uh, but he was still in the church. Uh, in uh, chapter 6, uh, you uh, have um, Christians who are going to pagan temples and cohabitating with temple prostitutes. Uh, in uh, chapter 11, you have people who are getting drunk at the Lord's Supper because unlike our churches where they serve grape juice, they were serving real stuff there, you know, uh, fermented wine. I mean, they, they were fermented grape juice. And some of those brothers were holding on to that cup a lot longer than they should have. Uh, and people were getting drunk. And there was all kinds of division going on in chapter 12 through 14. They were abusing the spiritual gifts. In chapter 15, they were teaching false doctrine about the resurrection. So there is nothing new about turmoil in the church. Um, we just have to look look at it and be honest with it. There has always been, and there will continue to be turmoil in church. But I want to share a passage with you from Ephesians. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, where the Apostle Paul talks about marriage, well, he talks about the church. So he wrote, beginning in verse 24, But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, as Christ also loved the church, look at this, and gave himself up for her. Now her, of course, is referring to the church. So that he might sanctify her. That's sanctify the church. Ha uh, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. That he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. Well, there is a commentary while the Apostle Paul is talking about marriage on the church. So we acknowledge that you have turmoil in the church. The churches are a mess. Um, but it is not my job as a pastor nor is it the job of anyone else to clean up the turmoil in the church. There is only one person who will do that, and that is Christ himself. Because this is what we're told in Ephesians chapter 5. It said, let's look at it again in verse 27, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So Jesus is going to clean the church up. Grant you the church needs a lot of cleansing, 
but I can't clean the church out. Jesus will do it himself. And when he does it, it says that the church will be presented to him holy and blameless. So I take encouragement in the fact that it is not my job to do so. You know, I remember somewhat of a sad story. I'm not going to identify the church, but I know uh, a pastor who really went off the deep end where he actually uh, began to live with a woman who was not his wife. His wife was there in front of the whole congregation. He just took her in as his girlfriend. Uh, she was a very nice-looking woman, and he succumbed to that, and, you know, he uh, just felt head over heels over her. And uh, he did it right in front of his wife and left his wife. And you know what happened? One of the officers, no, not an officer, a musician came to him and said, what were, you, what were you thinking about when you did all that? He says, hey, nobody in the church ever said anything to me about it. No officer, no one. In fact, one officer in the church said to him, does she have a sister? I mean, that, that's how bad it was. That's a mess. And you know what happened is this pastor decided to, he's going to cut his wife out of the will and give everything to his girlfriend. And just before he was going to see the attorney to make that change in the church, at a prayer meeting, he fell dead right there in the church. Just before he was going there, boom, hit the ground and died. Now, I'm not saying I know personally that God struck him, but, you know, I'm pretty confident that that's what happened. And everything went to the wife, nothing went to the girlfriend. Uh, but it lets you know that God is in charge. Uh, and God executed justice. So I'm not going to fret over the mess that the church is in. I take full confidence that God will do his job because Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I hope this teaching was beneficial, uh, and I'll see you the next time. God bless all of you.